Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here for the Fightful.com Wrestling Podcast. It is April 4th. We're talking SmackDown Live. Of course, guys, go back and check out our post-NXT show, our post-WrestleMania show, and our post-Raw show tomorrow afternoon coming at you with Jimmy Van. That show is a must-watch for, for any of you who have not checked it out. Thursday with Matt Riddle talking about his crazy WrestleMania weekend, including wrestling Dan Severn in an awesome match. Also, Shane Helms, he was in Orlando. We're going to get his thoughts on WrestleMania, on The Undertaker, uh, on Ty Dillinger, who he actually worked in a in a match like 10, 11 years ago on WWE TV, making his debut tonight. Register for early access to those Riddle and Shane Helms shows. You get them uh, well before we release them to the public. Also, of course, this weekend, UFC 210 coverage. And we have Showdown Joe, Mike Straw, and Brandon Howard on the scene. They're going to be sending in lots of videos, lots of content. So a programming note, our post-show podcast will actually happen the next morning. We're aiming for 11 a.m. for that post-UFC 210 show. But come over and hang out in our live discussion and coverage because that show is going to be awesome. Weidman and Musashi, Cormier, Rumble Johnson. That is going to be a banger of a show. Tonight... I am joined by Anna Bauer, host of WWE's Most Ridiculous. Anna, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I am a guy who has watched over 30 hours of wrestling in the past week. That's how yeah. I am. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Weekend at Bernie's now. Everyone's dead. It, it included Glacier. Glacier, I saw Glacier wrestle too. That's an eventful weekend. Yeah, that was on the same show as the the Severn Riddle match. So that was that was a fun time, and it was also in a match that was called a clusterfuck match. Ah, yes, yes, I did actually. I think my mum was listening to the podcast when you mentioned that, and she asked if that was a legitimate term for wrestling um, for a, a match. So you know, people are learning. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. Obviously, guys. Uh, no Jeff Hawkins tonight. We fired him. He's gone forever. Or at least this week because he's in Orlando. SmackDown Live. Now, while this SmackDown Live had some eventful stuff, it was not as impactful or as much as, as say, a Raw after Mania. But you can tell that they tried to at least start that tradition, Anna. Yeah, I mean, the debuts were on par for sure. Um, I just question a couple of things like ending the show with that tag match, considering how much of a shit show it was at Mania. And that, that really did kill it for me. Yeah, when you think about it, you had three hours of NXT, which includes the, the pre-show stuff they did. They filmed an episode. You had seven hours of WrestleMania. You had three-plus hours of Raw after Mania, plus whatever they filmed before that. You had over two hours at SmackDown, including what they filmed before that. The 16th hour of WrestleMania weekend for a lot of these people 
was a 2015 SmackDown main event tag match. I really don't see why they didn't just swap the order here. Just yeah, just have what we'll talk about later go on last. Uh, let's get into it. Let's get into it. First thing I want to mention, no American Alpha on this show again. I hope they swap with Anderson and Gallows because a couple of things, Gallows and Anderson with CM Punk, with CM Punk even as a quasi face, or not CM Punk, I'm stupid, AJ Styles as like a quasi face, <laughs> I think could be very entertaining. American Alpha on Raw, I think that, uh, that Kurt Angle could have some fun with them, either making it really, really hard on them because of who they are or making it really, really easy on them because of who they are. I think it could work either way. But before yeah. we before we get into the show, what talent do you see moving between these two brands? Well, here's my thinking on that, though. I feel like they have a golden opportunity now that Balor's back. So you either have Balor move over to SmackDown Live with Gallows and Anderson, or it'd make more sense if AJ moved over to Raw. I just, mm. uh, I kind of feel like, I mean, they might not capitalize on that, but I don't know. It does make sense, though, for American Alpha to be where Kurt Angle is. But it's WWE, so who knows? Yeah, throughout this show, we're going to talk about this superstar shakeup, which doesn't appear to be a draft. It just seems like they'll be forced to negotiate some deals. Now, Anna, I know you don't have the same great taste in movies as I do, but... You mean a taste? the, The only reason that I would like to see Stephanie McMahon... For those of you who have watched Draft Day, I would have loved to have seen Daniel Bryan just pull a Draft Day deal on on Stephanie McMahon where she, he just hoses her. He just jobs <laughs> her out on a trade, and she's so mad. Uh, <laughs> we, we start off the show, Orton cuts a promo, and Wyatt pops up and challenges him to a House of Horrors match. And my immediate thought, Anna, is can't be any fucking worse than what we saw Sunday. No. But I'm sure I- they'll try. I mean, a dog shitting on a sidewalk would probably be on par with what we saw on Sunday. Um, And at least that's live. That's a live effect happening right in front of us. (laughs) Look, that's still to come, right? That isn't what we saw at the end of the show. Just to clarify. Okay, thank God, because for a second there, my heart just sank and dropped to the floor. At this point, after what happened... I found a gif of the recent Evil Dead with the girl coming up through the floor and her tongue is split in half and everything. And I'm like, if we don't see that at the House of Horrors match, I don't care. You have now killed this for me because Bray doesn't have – he's not spooky. He's not creepy. He's just insane and not in a scary way. It's just in a concerned neighbor kind of way. And then at this point for Auden to still be acting – a little bit freaked out or displaced by what's going on is just, it's stupid. Like he's seeing what this guy's power is the audio visual department. You have nothing to be scared of. Yeah. This really dragged the show down this whole angle. I thought mm-hmm. for a couple of reasons, Wyatt shows up in the ring right afterwards. That was kind of cool. And when he showed up in the ring, I was like, he looks like a baby face in this because Randy Orton called him out. There he is. He's ready to attack. But then we get a returning Eric Rowan. He's got a new mask. That was kick-ass. Atta- the, mask, the mask rules. Mm-hmm. He attacks <laughs> He attacks Orton, and we're back to this Harper still hates Rowan shit. These two 
have yet to succeed without one another mm. to any measurable degree. Luke Harper had the Intercontinental title run, but even when it happened, people were like, damn, I didn't see this happening three weeks ago, and then he <laughs> lost it. This guy so, has so much potential, and it kills which, me. Which one, Harper? Obviously. Harper, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He does, and it's maybe maybe they'll do something, but I really doubt it. I mean, he was thrown into the Battle Royal. We'll, we'll not get into all the people who were thrown into the Battle Royal. <laughs> but we're back to the Harper-hating Rowan shit. They have never had their full run. Now the Dudley boys are go- gone. They can have their finish back because they were using the 3D. It's weird to think these two haven't teamed together since before WrestleMania last year because Harper was on the shelf. Jeez. Yeah. Then Rowan was on the shelf. So there we go. Now, now my question is why would Harper and Orton like each other? This is the same Dana Brooke situation that we saw the night before. I don't get it. No. I mean, it makes a tiny bit more sense in Dana Brooke in that it's like, well, we have a common enemy now, so sure. But even then, you'd think there'd still be a bit of bickering and and a few slaps to the face, that kind of thing, especially after they lost in that ridiculous manner. Um, The Dana Brooke thing is, yeah. Yeah, what are they doing there? We obviously get a tag team match for the end of the night. Teddy Long should have announced this because it was the only way to make it more ridiculous. Yeah. Daniel Bryan should have came out, and then he should have been interrupted by Teddy Long, who said, please let me do it. Please let (laughs) me do it. And they really milk it to the crowd, and then Teddy Long should have announced it. It would have gotten a big pop, and I think the segment would have been saved. Yeah. Miz and Maurice are backstage, and they say that Cena only proposed to save face, and they are calling him out tonight. Mojo Raleigh is interviewed, and this shit is cringeworthy. It is Dasha Fuentes and Mojo talking about partying. <laughs> and Dasha goes, I gotta ask, what did you and Gronk do to celebrate? And then all of a sudden, Mojo's like, Dasha, can you feel it? Can you feel it, Dasha? And Dasha's like looking at him like, I feel a sexual harassment lawsuit coming <laughs> Like, that's what I feel, mister. Uh, you know, for, for Mojo saying it's the best night of his life, I'm incredibly happy for the dude. He, for, by all accounts, he is a genuinely incredible dude from what I understand of the, the people, especially the people with kids who went to all those NXT live events. But, you know, there are a lot of great people who aren't necessarily great at their job. I get the feeling this, can you feel it? Is going to be a catchphrase. Oh, uh, what says you? That promo did nothing to get me past the whole. What's that dude's name? Gron- Gronsky? Gronsky? Rob Gronkowski. Gronkowski. To be fair, he is one of the best NFL players. That there yeah, are, there sure. Is. That's great. But, but he that's can't NFL. stay on the field. Well, that's NFL. And yeah, like he is there because here. they are bros. Yeah. Uh, that's the only reason. Uh, I, I, yeah, it was just, there was one point where, yeah, she asked him how was the parting, how was his weekend. She didn't need to ask him that. That dude was still buzzing. That, I'm like, sorry, guys. Did. When I get on WWE TV and a big graphic shows up in the back when I'm rushing to the ring and it says, save us, Melissa Joan Hart, like a Jericho return. Oh, it's going to be lit. She's going to come down with her black cat and it's going to talk. The cat will cut the promo. Okay, well and now, yeah. has got to cut the promo. Well, I'm sold now. That's yeah. the way to do it. SmackDown Women's Championship, Naomi versus Alexa Bliss. 
I think Naomi is a really great indication and an example of what adding offense to your arsenal does because she has been one over the past couple of years who never really had that sustained push, a lot of times at no fault of her own. But she's always adding. She's always trying new things. Uh, to her credit, she kind of stopped doing the speedball Mike Bailey kicks for a while and worked on them before bringing them back. Uh, I like that corner bulldog she does. Little things like Alexa working over a leg with moves we don't usually see working over the leg. That Stuff like that is important to me on shows like this because if you're working it over in the same manner we've seen every single week, it's just not fun. Now here's my question. Are there too many fake hair colors in <laughs> WWE's women's divisions? No, there isn't enough. We, we got red, well, for a little well, while until her contract that. runs out. Red, orange, green. Um, it's not purple. just green. It glows in the dark. Yeah, that's true. That's pretty cool. It works for her. Shane McMahon has silver and white. So we got all the colors covered. There that's aren't good. any. It's, it's making it a colorful match. Naomi, I wins. Really, Naomi wins with her neat submission. What did you think of the match? I really appreciated the psychology of that. And, yeah, you made a great point with using moves that don't normally go with this kind of thing. And it just, like someone mentioned on Twitter, there are so many knee angles at this point that they needed to do that. Um, and that, yeah, that made it a really good match. Alexa Bliss is just a little pocket dynamo and I love her and her even more blissed off is just incredible. Um, it kind of makes me less sad that she lost the title just because of her demeanor when she's this angry. And I kind of question is the whole rear view that Naomi does, is that the female version of the stink face? No, the stink face is the female version of the stink face because Kelly Kelly used to do that. Yeah, but in this new year, I like to move past that. <laughs> I mean, if you hit somebody really hard at high velocity with your ass, it can hurt. But Oh, um, for sure. You still have like a bunch of blubber coming at your face regardless well, of who I mean, is. I would get the feeling that her ass is composed primarily of muscle. I get the feeling she's yeah. she's got a pretty solid solid weapon to use there. You still need some padding though to sit comfortably. Sure. That's what I'm saying. Regardless of whose ass it is, you still have stuff coming at you. That sounded worse than it intended. Let's move on. I like Naomi's new finish. I love the submission. Yeah, that was nice. That was really cool. And, and it's it's go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I do kind of wish that they made the title glow as part of her plates. That would be cool. Hey, in that WWE rulebook, the uh, rulebook states that any champion can customize the championship any way they see fit. There you go. Little known rule. Maybe I'll do an article on that one day or or do it on one of my members-only shows. No members-only show this week, guys. Uh, I was going to have Mike Straw on to talk about – like each time I'll, I'll have a guest on and uh, I'll also explain – joining and leaving an outlet and the next one's fan sided and Mike was with me at fan sided. So I thought that it would be best to have him on to kind of double that up. So maybe, maybe the week after I got to get with Mike about, about his schedule, but lots of UFC 210 content coming your way. 
I like the Naomi Alexa Bliss match. I think Alexa's going to Raw next week. I, I don't have, like I said, all this is speculation. I don't know who is moving right now. Obviously, I knew a couple of the names that were coming up tonight because I tweeted about it and trolled you guys about a couple of them. But, <laughs> but I think Alexa Bliss goes. I think that's why they got rid of her uh, rematch. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I just really want to see her and Charlotte on the roster together. And then them to create this like Heather's like faction and they just queens and kill everyone in the I think Charlotte way. moves if Alexa moves. No, don't ruin this. I think Sasha me. becomes the main heel. Yeah, that's what I think. <sighs> now it is time to face the facts. Give <laughs> me some cool facts, Anna. Kurt Hawkins is still on SmackDown Live. With TV time, that's a good fact. Little known, little known fact. Yeah, yeah. known fact, indeed. We get the debut of Ty Dillinger here. Now, this is, this is special for a number of reasons, guys. This guy was first signed by WWE 11 years ago, 2006. If you go back, and some of you know this, some of you don't, you watch, I think it was Taboo Tuesday or Cyber Sunday or whatever it was, and it, there's, there's a segment where Shawn Michaels is just <laughs> – poking at a keyboard and triple h goes are you voting for our uh, stipulation tonight and michaels goes i'm trying and triple h ags him on and says you don't do anything controversial he says i don't and he says what's your name and he talks to a stagehand he goes stan and then he kicks stan because it's controversial that was ty dillinger like that was the most he got on tv for a long time. He, he did some enhancement matches. He was on ECW as an enhancement guy. Lost to like Ricky Ortiz and Super Crazy. Was cut for three or four years. Came back and he got over to a degree that nobody expected. To a degree where when Bailey would run matches after Ty Dillinger on live events. Now keep in mind, Bailey, one of the most over acts, if not the most over in NXT history, would have Ty Dillinger leave his 10 sign out there so she could incorporate it into her next match. Like, I mean, that's how over this dude's catchphrase was. He makes a debut, and Anna, I thought this was the perfect crowd to make a debut in front of. Oh, yeah, 100%. Uh, fuck, I'm so happy for this guy. Uh, like, yeah, that would have been cool to have gotten a Bobby Roode, Ty Dillinger thing at NXT, and I don't know what they're going to do now with Roode in the championship, but this guy deserves all the spotlight. I mean, that's great that he's such a – good hand for lack of a better term at NXT helping all the other guys out but he deserves his own moment he deserves his own spotlight and for a while it was touch and go it looked like it was touch and go as to whether he was going to get it or not thank god I just I hope he gets IC title run soon or something he's just I love him he's a perfect 10 I mean, even if he just does what he was doing in NXT, good for him getting that pay bump and, and moving up here. Now, having a successful chant doesn't necessarily mean anything. Jack Swagger, if he showed up on SmackDown, he put his hand over his heart, people are still going to say, we the people. That's just the way it is, uh, even, even now that he's gone. Hmm. So now, here's the thing. We've got Ty Dillinger, two WWE appearances so far. One was at the Royal Rumble, 50,000 people chanting 10. This in Orlando, 14 and change, whatever it was, chanting 10. Hey, you know what? The dude made it. I couldn't be happier for him. Mm-hmm. He's He's got some offense that's going to stay. 
Some of it's going to go, but having that chance, a nice start. Do you think he keeps that finish? Because AJ Styles does that finish, but he doesn't use it as a finish. The tiebreaker? Yeah. I love his tiebreaker. I absolutely love it. So I really hope he does get to finish it. I mean, leave it, keep it. Words. Um, Especially if AJ doesn't use it as a finisher. And AJ has a lot else to use in his arsenal. It's fine. Let him keep it. I liked his other finish. I can't remember what it was, where he just grabs the dude by his neck and slams his knee <laughs> into the back of his head. I thought that was pretty cool, too. Uh, good for Ty Dillinger. That Incredible for that dude. And mm. it, it just got to the point to where they couldn't, they couldn't avoid it. Somebody says the tiebreaker isn't no Ushigoroshi. I don't know if you're calling it a different move. It's not that different. It's, it's a matter of a couple of inches. Uh, for Vince McMahon, he'll say it's the same thing. Tyler Rex couldn't use his move, an inverted Death Valley driver, because it looked too much like John Cena's move, and they didn't look anything alike. I mean, they both put a guy up on their shoulders, I guess, but it looked completely different. Somebody says, besides the the whole 10 thing, what does Ty Dillinger really do? Well, he wrestles, and he's over. So that's pretty good at it, too. That's generally what you look for in a wrestler. You want them to be able to wrestle and be over, and he can sell, and he's a baby face. I mean, that's always the thing. A lot of people people used to say that about Daniel Bryan. They're like, what does he have besides a yes chant? He can wrestle. He can sell. He's got a chant. He's got a catchphrase. I don't get it. He's got – that's what he has. Okay. That's that's it though. There are so many people who are great at what they do, but they for some reason can't get themselves over. There, yeah, there's nothing to shit on this guy for. Yeah, I mean, guys, if you think he's going to be in the main event, he's not going to be in the main event. That's just he's going to be a low to mid card guy, and I could think of far worse low to mid card guys to have. Somebody says, "Too bad he's thirty seven. So. AJ Styles is 40, and he showed up. If, if Ty Dillinger gets three, two or three years out of this, more power to him. Yeah. I think he's, I think he's a, a WWE lifer, though. I think he'll be a performance center guy afterwards because, from what I understand, that was the plan for him to begin with. They didn't expect for him to get over to this degree. They wanted to keep him kind of as a player coach. Yeah, and that's exactly why this is so great that he's actually getting his time to do this, even if it is for three years. He deserves it. Yeah, very, very happy for Ty Dillinger. Great moment, great debut. All that stuff is cool. Street fight, Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose. A lot of people didn't know this wasn't for the Intercontinental title. I didn't. I missed the segment. I didn't, I didn't know. I know I missed the segment. I'm going back okay. to it. Okay. I'm saving the good stuff. No, well, yeah. Well, this was a good <laughs> segment, too. This yeah, was good. This is, uh, why didn't they do it at Mania? But, hey. We got it. Yeah. The, <laughs> so the graphic for Dean Ambrose's entrance says, founding member of the Shield, like there are anything, any other members besides founding members of the Shield. It I guess that's a, that, should be a, that should be a face to fact in the future. Yeah. Dean Ambrose hits maybe his best suicide dive yet, but it's in large part because of Ambrose's cell. We come back from a commercial, and Corbin drives Ambrose through a table. This gets the crowd going. Corbin beats Ambrose with a strap. Ambrose lands an elbow through a table. 
end of days, Corbin wins. This match fit them a lot better. They looked mm-hmm. comfortable. They looked confident. They looked like they had something to prove. And I, th- I think these two proved it, but how this should have been the match. Yep. Yeah, it, it kind of – I guess if they only had six minutes, if they were going to be on the main card, then that's understandable as to why they wouldn't want to waste this then. And maybe with the switch up to the pre-show, they didn't want to give this away or they didn't have enough time to get it together or something. But it, like, at least we got it. And we all knew that Corbin was going to get the title and was supposed to get it at Mania, but they switched it up. And so, cool. Um, this was a great match. And there were a couple of spots, a couple of table spots that fuck, I thought they were dead. That one in the corner where Corbin's head hit the table as Ambrose back hit it at the same time. And they were both just lying there. And Corbin looked like he could see Tweety Bird. It was fucked. Um but I gotta I take my hat off to both of them, especially Corbin, who has a fresh leg tattoo as of a couple of days ago, and he has done mania with it and now this match with it. Having a few tattoos myself, dude, good on you. Um and that strap, I don't know if Corbin and they had the a conversation beforehand with Ambrose with a strap on Corbin. He was going for gold. Like that was kind of comical. It. it was that hard. Get on. DIY are saying they got cut from SmackDown tonight. No, they didn't, guys. They weren't supposed to be on SmackDown. Sorry to break your hearts. They were trolling. I like this match. I was. I had fun watching it. This is this is the type of match where Ambrose can excel. Where Ambrose can do something a little bit different. Mm-hmm. This is where Ambrose shines. He was. The unpredictable one out of the shield. Let him be the unpredictable one. Let him be the hardcore one. Let him be like a a generic loose cannon even. Hey, a generic loose cannon still works in my opinion. Yeah. We got to say this this was before the Corbin Ambrose segment. Miz and Maurice are out dressed like Cena and Nikki. And Maurice has like – Nikki's posture down. Miz <laughs> runs just like John Cena, which I've actually commented on in the past. But it's just little things like who knew that Miz was a better Miz Dow than Miz Dow was? Yeah. <laughs> I guess he I guess Miz Dow learned from the best. Yeah, I mean both of them. Maurice even did that whole chess pop excitement thing that Nikki does. Yeah. And the whole the strike when she got in the robot hit. Yeah. That's so good. It did actually because I came back, I was doing something and then it came back from commercial and the music hit. And I only glanced at the TV. I was like, oh, Cena's on. And it wasn't until Maurice came out. I was like, okay, no. Okay, this is good. We're good. This was just outstanding. This promo was great. The Miz is great. I here's the thing. I love him on SmackDown Live so much. But I sort of I, – I don't think he'll, he will get moved because he's got this Nakamura thing unless they just have their blow-off match next week. But if he got moved over to Raw, he could have this type of feud with Kurt Angle and they could actually do something about it. He could wrestle Kurt Angle, and yeah. that would be one hell of a match. That would be an unbelievable match. And, you know, Kurt Angle would be like, listen, I'm trying to stay out of the ring. I'm trying to stay out of the ring. And then finally, like maybe before next year's WrestleMania or even SummerSlam this year, he's like, 
you know what? It's time to kill you. I just don't, I don't know if it will work as well, considering what we got from Angle with the Enzo Cass segment yesterday. I just think he's not as wind upable as Daniel Bryan is with Miz. And that would also be taking Miz away from talking smack, which is his playground. So yes. I'm against that. It is. It's another thing. It's, ah, it's the, the, the superstar shakeup is going to be a lot of give and take, literally and figuratively. So interested to see how that'll play out. As Nikki or shit, as Maurice and Miz leave the ring, uh, they did it so well. I even I almost referred to them as Nikki and Cena. <laughs> we get the violinist. We get Lee England Jr. in the aisle. He is commonly referred to as the Michael Jordan of violinists and Michael Jordan coined him. <laughs> And it's Nakamura. Hot damn. This is perfect. The crowd went crazy. Speak. Speak about your your feelings, your emotions, your thoughts, Anna. Uh, So this Mania weekend, I have learned a few things about myself. One is that when I get excited. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I had the tendency to want to throw up and cry a lot. Um, And that happened when the violinist came out and continued to happen until the music hit again for him to leave. Oh, my God. Someone actually tweeted me and and said Shinsuke versus Miz. I was like, oh, that's... That would be – I can't even wrap my head around that concept. You didn't and see all happened. the tweets I put out? I retweeted the case. I know, Nakamura. but I don't – I don't – like I take that with a grain of salt because people troll. And I also just troll. like to now, experience it live. To be fair, I did troll earlier really hard when I was listing a bunch of names, and then I would quote that tweet and say, are popular wrestlers in WWE. I happened to get a few of them right, but it was hard to miss with all the names I mentioned. But uh, I really hope WWE brings K. Suzuki over at least one time. Can't believe they haven't. K. Suzuki is the woman who inspired this theme. She did a violin cover of Nakamura's subconscious theme in Japan. And when Nakamura heard his first theme in WWE, he was like, this shit ain't going to work, you guys. Look what this woman did. And then they emulated that, and they got him this badass theme that we have today, which is one of the best of all time, in my opinion. Yep. So I think it would be right to bring her over. She said that she wants to. I mean, her fans affectionately refer to her as the queen of string style. 
She is <laughs> supremely talented. I hope they do it. If only just for her as like a nod to like, hey, thanks for giving us this idea. If they do I that, wanna... I really hope that like a live violinist does become a part of his entrance normally. And I do hope if that's the case, if he gets that, that AJ gets a wind machine as part of his entrance from now on. He should. He yeah. should. Oh, yeah. That would be awesome. So, oh, man. This was perfect. He didn't say a word. He didn't need to say a word. That's the thing about Nakamura. He doesn't ever really have to talk. Nope. He just has that natural look at him charisma that, that just stands out. What do you think about the decision to debut him on SmackDown as opposed to Raw? Now, anything could happen, and he could be just sent over to Raw next week for all we know. But, but your thoughts on, on the SmackDown debut? I think it's perfect. Um, I'm not entirely sure because Shinsuke is such a unique talent. And, yeah, I mean, that pretty much encompasses all of it. I don't know that Raw would quite know how to handle him properly. And I would be in fear that he would be delegated to a trope when they he needs space just to be himself and to be this wonderful creature that he is. I'm so excited. I'm so happy this is happening. This is good. Great reaction. Miz and Maurice leave, so Nakamura debuts with that, without a physical confrontation. Now, during the break, Dolph Ziggler came out and challenged him to a match, which will be the dark match tonight. I heard about that. Mm. That's, a, that's a thing. Bet it's going to be a hell of a match. Hopefully we'll have some footage up on Fightful.com. It. Yeah, well, maybe you can if you go to Fightful.com's YouTube page. Oh, well, there you go. Maybe. That's the beautiful thing about this as well is I'm sure there's going to be a small contingent of that audience, but at home viewers as well, who have no idea who this guy is. But I think aside from crowd reaction alone and online reaction, I think his entrance and his presence is enough to get him over. So you don't even need anything, but it would be a cool bonus to see that match and for everyone else to see what he can do. This is beautiful. It was great. Shane McMahon is out to address the soup shake, and he doesn't really address it. AJ Styles comes out. He says that he wants to stay on SmackDown. He's sporting a shiner because he worked with the McMahon, and you can't have a match with the McMahon without getting potatoed. Mm. AJ says, I have something to give you, and shakes Shane's hand. And then in ultimate AJ Styles form, (laughs) he tries to make him flinch. And he does. I think, I think Shane flinched. Do you see this as a babyface turn? I mean, people loved him anyway. I think so. I think so. I mean, it would make sense now for this to happen. I just, my only fear out of this would be the next time he turns heel would be if he shaved his head. Because that would be the ultimate heel move at this point and I can't even fathom it right now. I, I still want them to pull out the the Carmella has been styling his hair for the last two years <laughs> thing, like because she was a hairdresser on NXT. I think that would be a great like little heel thing, and then Ellsworth gets pissy because you know it's AJ. He's got a rivalry with AJ, and AJ's <laughs> getting his hair cut by his his woman. Did you see? Did you, I know you? I know you saw the Ellsworth thing from earlier. Yeah, in the night. I was just about to ask. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god! Where they talked to Carmella about the the soup shake, and Ellsworth's like, 
I don't want to get split from Carmella. Then he like sna- he slaps an apple out of Tyler Breeze's <laughs> hand, who was just standing there. It was incredible. And then Tyler Breeze is sitting there the whole time, just looking at him, going, "What the fuck, man? I would love it if it was just Ellsworth versus Breeze Ango." And Trevor, that could the just be a hour. Trevor, the Irish wrestling fan on Twitter, tweeted that. Naomi needs the reverse Funkadactyls thing. She needs two male dancers. And I'm like, Brizongo, that's the, that's do it. Yeah. I can think of yeah. infinite just ideas for Brizongo. Yeah. I mean, they don't even have to be dancers. They can still keep the police gimmick and be her bodyguards. Her personal uh, security escort. Can you imagine their suits in the glow? Oh. And they wear, they, they drive like oversized tricycles out to the ring. <laughs> like, like the triple H gimmick the other night i think it was ryan satin ryan satin that tweeted the other night he posted their their thing and it said when you watch sons of anarchy for the first time and i think alex revealed that stephanie revealed that she actually did just get done watching sons of anarchy wow yep wow aj wants to stay on smackdown i think he should stay on smackdown yeah he is that show AJ Styles is SmackDown. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I do want to see the club together again. Mm-hmm. But if that means up and moving three of them to SmackDown, I'm happy with that. Sure. I would love if the soup shake, if, if, if there was a bit of a, maybe McMahon says, listen, we can't empty the NXT cupboards. You all got to send somebody back there. And... Mm-hmm. They have to actually pick people, and Dana Brooke and Apollo Crews get sent down there because that is the catalyst for an Apollo Crews heel turn in NXT. Yeah. If he gets picked to be sent back there, and then by the time he comes back up, he can kind of have it out for any general manager on any brand for not thinking he was good enough to stay up. I think there's a way to make that happen. Now, this superstar shakeup is happening as soon as John Cena takes time off. Is that a coincidence? No, not at all. They have to. They, SmackDown was at, initially built around John Cena, so it makes all the sense in the world. I think so, too. And normally I would say, hey, maybe wait till June, July to do this. That way you can spread out your stuff. You have the Royal Rumble in January. You have the have WrestleMania at the end of March, April. You have SummerSlam, August. I would have done maybe June, but Cena's mm. gone. And you gotta you got to replenish. you got to freshen things up there. And in the fall is too late to do it, really, because you're you're getting ready for the Rumble and WrestleMania and all that stuff. So a good call to do this when Cena's leaving. But normally I would say maybe wait until June and do it. That would give you a lot more options for that money in the bank situation. Uh, people jumping back and forth between rosters. No, I think this, we- is perf- this is perfect timing as well because you just debuted a bunch of guys. And if you switch it up mm-hmm. now – you still got time for when the next switch up happens. There's still a whole bunch of people that haven't wrestled together and you're not in the stale situation that they were in. Sure. We got our 2015 SmackDown main event, Randy Horton and Luke Harper defeated the Wyatt family. This is tag team main events happening back to back nights after mania. This is. Yeah. As eloquently as I can put it. Yeah. It was stupid. I didn't like it. I know that it's 
not a great match when I can actively start to hear Otunga speaking again. And that's what was happening with this. Uh, Captain Obvious was in fine form. Even the finish, even the finish, which was, I guess, kind of perfect considering the rest of the match. It goes dark. The weird music happens, Bray's out of the ring, and then they win without anything actually having happened. What the f- I would have actually preferred maggots on the screen at this point. This match wasn't anything special. Uh, Harper, as soon as Harper hit both Wyatt family members, I was like, "Womp womp womp!" No turn coming. Did you think maybe a turn was coming? Mm, honestly, I didn't really care at this point. I just think they all deserve so much better than this. I do too. And like I said, outside of that short Intercontinental Title run. Harper and Rowan have never been significant without one another. They don't even have to be with, with Wyatt. Mm. But we saw on NXT the other night how hot a tag team match can be. And you have so many good tag teams. You have the Usos. You have American Alpha. You could have Harper and Rowan, The Revival, New Day. Enzo and Cass can get over. Anderson and Gallows. That's seven, like, mm-hmm. exceptional. Cesaro and Sheamus, that's eight. The Hardy shit. That's nine teams. Nine teams across two rosters. And that doesn't even include guys like Heath Slater and Rhino. Heath Slater and Rhino and Brizongo, who, when they've been out there, have gotten reactions. Mm -hmm. It's weird. There was nothing special about this. Uh, Otunga busted out that enemy of my enemy line shit. I did put in my notes, Rowan is another guy who is an example of always evolving his offense for better or for worse. He's always trying new stuff. I can respect that. Yeah. The lights go out, Bray's on the ramp. Harper gets super kicked and RKO'd for a pin. That was it. And then Wyatt's on the ramp like, can you believe this guy? Yeah, I can believe it. You left him in the ring. It's his first match back. He's a little rusty guy. See, in my head, I build up this whole storyline that they have kept Eric Rowan in the basement the entire time. And he was still there for the fire and everything. So I'm like, why would Eric Rowan want to be with Bray Wyatt? He left him there. But, you know, that's just filling in the very big blanks that they've left for us and creating a storyline that should actually be there. I'm bitter about this. I'm really bitter about this. That was SmackDown. That was SmackDown. So let's talk about the Hardys. Uh, they were on Talking Smack or not, whatever Raw Talk, which I just realized two nights ago was is a direct ripoff of Talking Dead after The Walking Dead. I was like, yeah. shit! They even took the name. Like I can't believe yeah. I never noticed that. But uh, <laughs> Matt Hardy indicated on Twitter that this fixed his condition. Now before he had been kind of sneaking things in. Teen heartthrob Hardys isn't going to work for any extended period of time. No. I mean, people are calling them, calling them um, Hardy boys to men, which I would be happy with for now. He did also drop in his condition is fixed for now or something like that. Yes. So till there that, is that, still hope. but Until the anthem situation gets cleared up. Well, yeah. Fuck those guys. Yeah, man. I don't the, – the impact wrestlers that I talk to are like – those dicks talking about mm-hmm. impact because that's that's such a shitty thing to do. 
if I were WWE, I would give them a little payoff. I'm sure like 20 bucks will get it done. Just do I mean, this is what got these guys over. You got to employ it, and you know that Matt wants to. He wants to so bad. Yeah. What's his, it's his baby crying out loud. Yeah. Dice Girl says, Jeff still looks good. Yeah, but he's hurting. He's hurting a lot. I know this for a fact. He is hurting a whole lot. Did you watch the Hall of Fame the other night? Yeah. Okay, we'll talk a little bit about that because I didn't get an opportunity to before. I thought, first off, knowing BDP on a personal level, I couldn't have been happier. Mm. He got into wrestling like older than I am, and he had a bunch of physical tools that helped him along the way. But, man, that, that guy is an ultimate motivator. And this was a show of motivators because you have Eric Legrand on there, who you can tell was a wrestling fan. I love that. Like He was talking about his memories of beating people with Kane on a SmackDown game, so a lot of respect to him. This DDP speech, it made me very happy. Personally, the only reason I was able to train or get back into a ring was because of DDP yoga. So he's had a direct effect on me. And uh, he told great stories about Dusty Rhodes, and it it was exceptional. But uh, was there anybody in particular whose speech stood out to you as your favorite? I love Beth Phoenix's speech. I did too. She's an exceptional woman. And she was a fantastic troll, a fantastic troll to her own husband who did not want to be on TV. That was amazing. (laughs) Beth Phoenix and Edge are the the first married couple in the WWE Hall of Fame. (laughs) And she worked Tony Chimmel into the speech. It was awesome. Yeah, that was pretty fantastic. And I have to give props to Kurt Angle for finishing an award show by pouring two jugs of milk over his face. Unbelievable. That was great. Uh, probably my favorite story of the entire show was Beth Phoenix's story about Molly Holly. Yes. That, yeah. And that she was there actually, to actually be there for that speech as well was fantastic. There were like Christy Hemme was there too, who had obviously worked with Beth and worked with a ton of these women before. There were a lot of the, a lot of old, old names there. It made me very happy. Uh, but the Molly yes. Holly story, for those of you who didn't see it, she said that I think it was after a tryout match or something, Molly Holly gave her a box of gear that she didn't wear anymore because Beth didn't have any. Then when she went to OVW for her training, she got a receipt for her, her wrestling school uh, payment. And she said there were a bunch of zeros missing. And Danny Davis told her that uh, somebody that believed in her paid the balance for her. And that was Molly Holly. And that's a story I've never heard before. You've never heard Molly Holly run around on the shoot interview circuit saying, I paid for Beth Phoenix's training. That, that speaks volumes of her character. Mm-hmm. No, completely. I also really loved um, the China mention. I thought yeah. that was very necessary, and but you know she didn't have to at all. And uh, I don't know. Hopefully, another, great, put her another great story that she said that she saw China on Raw – and the first time she saw China on Raw, the next day was the day she picked up a weight. Yeah. It's That's pretty it. cool. Pretty That's damn it. cool. The Teddy Long stories were great outside of JBL, of all people, giving a black history speech. Uh, this it, it boggles my mind because that was actually a fantastic speech, mm-hmm. but it was coming from JBL. Like that's Who, not taking away that he could completely probably does sure. completely believe that. But then hearing all the stories from of him and 
how he's treating certain people right now, online bullying. Oh, the, the shit I have heard off the record, there is no way that if it were published, he would have a job today. And if social media existed 12 years ago, he wouldn't have a job today. He'd be Bill DeMott territory. Butch Reed should have been the man to come back with Ron Simmons and induct Teddy Long. And Teddy Long's speech was excellent as well. Uh, Ravishing Rick Rude's son uh, did great as well. And of that course, is one her- good-looking family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the genetics are uh, strong in that family. <laughs> and of course, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle, his comedic timing is impeccable. Who, who would have thought that a guy who could have legitimately went in and pinned every single person in that ring and nobody could have done a thing about it would be able to to do what he has done comedically? So very, very great stuff. And and also Eric Legrand, his speech was awesome. What he has overcome yeah. and what he's been able to do. And you could tell he was a great uh, – he was a big wrestling fan because there, there wasn't like – I think maybe – Maybe half of something he said was factually incorrect, but he had a lot of, of fan memories. Uh, but we're we're going to put a bow on this WrestleMania weekend. Obviously, I'm going to talk about it with Jimmy Van. I'm going to talk about it with Matt Riddle. I'm going to talk about it with Shane Helms this week. But the string of shows is done. Now, I'm talking like mm-hmm. at Fightful.com, we covered Evolve. We covered Matt Riddle getting pile-driven through a table at Evolve. We covered... Matt Riddle fighting Dan Severn at Joey Janela's spring break where Dink the Clown and Glacier showed up. We had Evolve the next day. We had the Super Show Saturday, which had Matt Riddle winning WWN Championship. That was awesome. We had Ring of Honor Super Card of Honor. We had NXT. We had WrestleMania. We had podcasts through all of it. Raw after Mania, SmackDown after Mania. Give me a, like maybe three moments that stick out in your head as that's what I'll remember this weekend for, Anna. Hotties. Um, probably actually Beth Phoenix's and Kurt Angle's speech and Eric Legrand's speech as well. That really struck a chord with me. And all the debuts. Um, hi, Revival. What's up? On Nate that Ringo note. says, Matt Riddle had a good weekend. Won a new title and Goldberg got beat. Yeah, I can't wait to ask him about that. <laughs> I'm, get, I'm getting a headline out of that shit. Um, I have, did you see on Twitter the argument between Wade Keller and Scott Dawson? I didn't. There was a photo posted with the Revival and Bailey all smiling backstage because obviously they're all friends and Bailey's really excited that they're now on the main roster with oh, her. Oh, Wade Keller's the fucking social. Oh, you got yeah. to keep kayfabe on social media. Yeah, and then he brought up something about you know like seeing pictures of feuding people at Denny's together smiling completely ruins it. I'm just I really feel like just saying to Scott Dawson, please all go to Denny's, take a photo where you're all smiling, and then it's just a matter of perspective. You send it to him, that's a heel move. Bailey sends it to him, well that's just a loving thing that she does, and that's how you clear this up. I think these arguments are so like what does he want? him to go out and start pushing over real ice cream carts in Orlando and making small children cry. Like, hey, Scott I'm Dawson, concerned. if we're ever in the same town, the revival and Bailey eat Denny's on your boy. I got you covered, <laughs> and we're posting that shit all over social media. I think they're <laughs> actors. I, okay, didn't I just mentioned 
that the Talking Smack show is a direct ripoff, not a ripoff. It, it, I mean, kind of. It's ju- it's in the vein of Talking Dead. Mm. I don't see the guy who plays Negan and the woman who played Sasha like having to be separated by the guy who plays Daryl on the couch of the Talking Dead. Like Chris Hardwick no, isn't having to keep, keep the peace there. Like it's. I do Everybody get I do get Wade Keller's point in that they are using really? they're using work names for their Twitter accounts. However, that is that goes all the way back to WWE. They've never said to them, you have to make that definition. So that's not it's just it is what it is. Why do the revival hate Bailey? What Yeah. And that's another point. You have the neighborhood sweetheart hanging out with the schoolyard bullies. You see it in real life. That doesn't make her any worse of a person or them any better it happens now i get sometimes they'll do like the charlotte posting like oh my best friend sasha and all that stuff it ha- what has bailey done to the revival nothing not a damn thing wwe posted on their youtube about how excited sasha and bailey were for the revival to be there they said mm-hmm. in a video i don't want to get moved to smackdown because the revival is on raw now they said what I've got a you know what I bet a lot of my viewers think I'm a fucking asshole. They do. I know a lot of them do. I see it in the chat all the time. If I was like, "Hey guys, let's go out and get some coffee." They'd still probably go out and get some coffee with me. At least some of them that think I'm an asshole would. I got plenty okay, of friends yeah. that a lot of other people think are complete asshats. I got some heel friends. I got some baby face friends. Get some tweener friends. Now I got Jeff Hawkins. I miss my ex-husband. But you don't. You so <laughs> totally don't. You don't. When he pays child support, <sighs> I will. Oh, gosh. This was a fun weekend, guys. I want you all to go check out Anna Bauer's Most Ridiculous. Uh, see how she did on her predictions. I want to thank Pretty you guys well. so much for everything from when we launched in July, and it was a rushed launch, guys. When this site was brought to me in like May, I, I said to him, we got to get launched to some degree by, U, by UFC 200. There's no way we could launch a crossover site and not cover Brock Lesnar doing an MMA fight. And to see how we've changed and grown and site redesigns and additions and subtractions and personalities that we've acquired. We had Elias Theodore do a podcast today, and he – like just casually dropped the news. Hey, yeah, I was supposed to do a pro wrestling match against Kurt Angle. He's a UFC fighter. That's kind of cool to just have that dropped on our show. We've got real, we've got wrestlers, fighters in the business. Where uh, apparently the UFC doesn't hate us too much anymore because they're they're letting us go come to UFC 210 and cover the show. Uh, you know, Ring of Honor, who typically only lets the Sports Illustrateds the the uh, ESPN's talk to their wrestlers after after an incident they had with a random interviewer last year. They're feeding us interviews all the time. They love having us talk to them. Bellator offering to send us to their event or bring us to their events and offering up fighters. We're the only wrestling website that has interviewed CM Punk in years. And that is very cool that you all have been around for that. You all have uh, supported us through everything, through through the build and 
through you know some of our early technical snafus uh, and through our first weekend of WrestleMania. Super cool. We've had some great numbers this week. Please keep visiting Fightful.com for your news. Uh, we try to do this in a manner that doesn't insult you. So often on these shows I say, I wish the WWE wouldn't insult the viewers. That's the way that we try to take our, our news writing. We don't do the thing where we'll post like a two-line story with like another news item. We put that all together in the fight size news updates. That way you all don't have to waste your damn time. Uh, we, we like to do things like that. If, if something isn't big enough for its own story, we put it in there. Uh, we bring you podcasts every day. If you don't like one of these, maybe you like the Jimmy Van show. Maybe you like the Riddle show, the Helm show, one of the MMA shows. Uh, we like to give you a lot of variety, and I want to thank you guys a lot for helping us get through WrestleMania. <sighs> it's finally over. Yeah. It's finally over. Anna. Now comes a hangover. I get UFC 210. Half my damn team's in Buffalo. Mike Straw, Brandon Howard, Showdown Joe, they're in Buffalo. Usually my, my evening's off. Or like maybe a Wednesday, Thursday, sometimes a Friday evening. I get those evenings that are sometimes slow. But Showdown Joe, Mike, and Brandon are going to be in Buffalo, and they're going to be sending me videos all damn week. So i got to post them and do stories and all that stuff. That's good, though. It's like after a breakup. You need to keep busy to, to keep yeah. active. It's good. Yeah. Guys, I really encourage you all to check out that Jimmy Van show tomorrow. You all are loving that show in particular because we give you a behind-the-scenes look at Fightful.com. There is no other web, uh, website that will do that, uh, that will tell you when we have disagreements, when we tell you things that we have in the works that haven't happened yet. We give you, we'll give you the insight, like what it was like to cover this show, what it was like to, to cover WrestleMania and NXT and us almost going to WrestleMania. That is tomorrow at 3 p.m. Check out a wrestling podcast from a guy who runs a site and the eccentric millionaire who made it happen. Anna, any final words besides telling these sons of bucks to follow you at Anna Bauer across social media? That is pretty much it. Most Ridiculous is up, and there are a few exclusives, I guess. Miz is – well, there's a balls update on, on Miz, that situation. Um, Vince McMahon's School of Healing, if you want to check that out. Um, and some pretty accurate picks. I predicted the Hardy Boys and, you know, King Maxwell taking the titles. But that's still to come. That's, you know, it's there. Yeah. yeah. Anna, thank you for joining me. We carry thank this you. One. Is this our first show with just us? Yeah. Yep. Oh, my gosh. We're practically best friends. Until next time, guys, we're out. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.